Welcome to another episode of Nerdvana. It's been about a year, maybe less, but almost, because we've been in a pandemic and lazy and I don't know something about the pandemic. And I'm here with Patty, of course, this is Johnny. Um, and if something about this pandemic has made us extremely lazy, um, although we look pretty damn good for for what I've seen other people look like post COVID, you know? So I wouldn't say we're lazy. I would say we are heavily, I, on my end, heavily life has gotten so hectic. So I've just been dealing, just organizing, reorganizing. And, and some... to be fair and to be fair, Patty, there's been a couple of things that have come out while we've been in this COVID, but like the amount of stuff that was supposed to come out versus what actually came out, it's so much different because like we would have already had like two or three Marvel movies that have come out and said we had zero. <laughs> we had a bunch of shows come out, but those shows were delayed by six months, five months. Um, yeah, we just saw Godzilla versus King Kong that came out. I saw that. Did you watch that? Of course. It was okay. Amazing. Cool. So we can talk about that. We can talk about WandaVision. I know that a lot of the, the other podcasters out there that talk about these things have probably exhausted everything that we're going to say so we're not going to sp spend too much time on it we can spend some time on falcon winter soldier since that's still in flight one might say no pun intended <laughs> all right i've been talking about patty um tell me about what you've been doing regarding your nerdism lifestyle in the last six months or so Oh my God, nerdism lifestyle. Is this like going to be a new hashtag for like Instagram? Hashtag nerdism life. Um, I don't even know. Is this... I, I mean, I, wait, before we move forward, what is your opinion on the fact that in New York, where we are, everybody knows this is nerdvana.nyc, we can smoke weed. <laughs> we can smoke weed wherever you can smoke cigarettes. That is different than any other place in the country. While you're wearing a dare t-shirt. Oh my god, I know that you guys can't see because this is audio, but we're watching each other on video. So we don't talk over each other, which is a great, you know, idea. Thanks, Johnny, because we constantly talk over each other. <laughs> we um, do that a lot. Like typical Libras. Uh, but he's wearing a dare t-shirt. But as as we're hitting the events. <laughs> um uh, so I'm very curious to know, actually, I'm very excited. All jokes aside, I'm very excited that it's legalized, not because of the uses, but because how much more it's going to help. I mean, there's layers, right? Yeah. There's like so many people have been arrested and gotten, you know, has basically gotten their lives ruined for selling, yeah. so, you know, a seller's amount, you know? And, and I would say that not only has their lives been ruined, but it's ruined the lives of families. And the growth and benefit of children who have lost their parents, mostly fathers, but sometimes mothers, who are not children. around, right? Because, you know, honestly, a family unit is very important. And as much as people talk about the family unit, the war on drugs, especially on weed, has really destroyed that family unit, I think, See, in the last 20, yeah. 30 years. So when we say the war on drugs, like, I I mean, the the crazy thing is, is that do you consider, do you put it in the same category as other drugs? Like, this is not fentanyl that is going to be harmful to someone. You know what I in mean? In fact, in fact, by it being illegal, the likely chances of it being laced with fentanyl 
skyrockets. I mean, you're not going to get fentanyl-laced stuff from a legit dispensary. Yeah, and then on top of that, um, well, okay, so there's the idea of not, you know, exonerating people, and now kids who have these insane records because they carried so much pounds, or I don't know exactly what the poundage that people were getting arrested for that they would send, they would be sentenced to for like years upon years upon years. Then when they get out, or even if they get on from good behavior, they couldn't go to college. They can't do a lot of things. They can't get jobs. So exonerating just that one thing, expunging that, like that's just so amazing because as we see in other states that have legalized from the from a while now, the tax dollars go to schools and other public, you know, programs that the government. Put, like claims they don't have money for. And I know this sounds really preachy and I know that people, but that's the fucking truth. I mean, I work in social services, so we definitely, I definitely see the heavily impact on marginalized people that this affects, right? Because this breaks up families. On top of that, deportation laws are also side by side. We have to also think about it. Like people get deported because of weed. Fact. That's a fucking fact, you know? Yeah. And the crazy yep. thing is, is that, you know, um, we are, you know like, more than most people about these subjects, so it's just it's just fucking fact though. Like it, the information's there. On top of that, we're also brown people. We know what the fuck it is. Also, as a Guyanese person, like we're known for, like our people are known for weed. Our um, I mean, most of the weed comes from the Caribbean that are coming over here. I mean, except for what you're getting from California now. Yeah, not, not anymore. anymore because of you know legalization. Legal- Exactly. But prior to that, like, don't shit, don't shit on my peoples because, you know, uh, and put them in, in, in cages and deport their asses because now you don't need them anymore. And now the fuck fucked up shit is now because we all we all know that the capitalist society and, you know, the whites have taken over and that's why it's become different. But it's pretty nuts and gnarly that, you know, as kids, we talk about, like, how cool would it be that instead of having like just liquor stores that we would have weed shops or something like that, because we know if you are a user, whether you use or not, um, when I like, for instance, like when I'm like, I mentioned all the time, like I'm the eldest of all my, my cousins. Right. So of course, like as the eldest, you get blamed or the first one for point of contact. If something happens in the family, especially in a progressive family, you know, um, Oh, my, my kid is, you know, I, I think I smell smoking weed and I'm like, didn't you like, so what? Like, you know what I mean? As long they're fine. I don't see what the big deal. It's not that like, it's the same shit that like, Oh, listening to metal music. Well, there's, will there's, there's other aspects of it though. Right. By le- by legalizing it, not only do we expunge the records of people who are fall who are, you know, should have never been in jail in the first place. We save tax money based on the fact that they're not in jail, taking up space. And I know a lot of, People that are pro-prison, for some reason, love to fill these things up and build more of them. But no, we should have less prisons, and that's less money spent on that stuff. But not only that. But prisons are money for these people as well. You know, like locking people up on these charges, it it just produces more money because prison systems, if you're not aware, are private companies. No, I mean, they, they uh, well, about 20% of them are, but 80% are still Intake state or federal. Yeah. But doesn't matter. They still run similarly. My issue is, though, is that, you know, if people talk about, oh, we want our kids to do less drugs and all that kind of stuff, the best way to make them do less drugs is to make it harder to access. And the way to make it harder to access is actually by legalization 
and putting infrastructure around it, right? It's harder and, to drink alcohol as a child than it is for an adult. And on but top of that, weed having, is easy because it's been illegal. Yeah, and on top of that, you're having the guided path to do it in the correct manner. So now you don't have to worry about it being laced. When we were growing up, when we were kids, you know, you'd hear like these stories of people spring Windex or whatever it may yeah. be. And, you know, Road that's spray. Yeah. Like, look how old we are in dating each other. You know, like we're old. Right. So yeah. for the new Gen Z, it's just like there's so many benefits to this. And we're talking about adults. We're talking about the league. I do not agree. And I completely agree that it shouldn't be. You shouldn't be younger than 16, like have a developed brain. And we're I mean, not going to I, I think it should be the same as alcohol. Yeah, 21. I'm not. Like finish college not, or if you're not college, finish vocational school, whatever, or find a way through apprenticeship or something, build yourself. And then, I mean, obviously if you're going to smoke weed here and there, it's not a big deal, but like, it should be the same as like once in a while, somebody sneaks some, some whiskey from their, their uh, d- dad's cabinet is different than them going to the store and buying, you know, Case, well, right? that's also very, it's also very cultural, right? Because like, there's some cultures like, and I know for a fact, like, you know, that I grew up in cultures that, you know, uh, we use the marijuana tea leaves for tea. It's not necessarily, it's not THC. It's not any of that kind of stuff. Um, extremely low amounts of I Yeah, THC, very. Yeah. I've even heard it's about hemp. like, it's been, you know, when your grannies talk about it, that's what they use for uh, a nausea combat when people are pregnant, you know, back in the day or whatever have you, like all these natural remedies. Again, I'm telling you, this is, I'm not telling you, I'm not a doctor or anything like that. I'm just explaining to you culturally what I know as the aspect. And it has become, it's such a weird ins- uh, idea of how, how demonized it's become especially in america where you think like land of the free kind of shit but they're super repressed and and especially new york right so when we thought well i mean i would say that we're a little different because we are of the brown yeah but i think also because i feel like east and east asians well we're still mixed south asian but east asians do not have those rituals with with those things and in fact like in Japan, for example, like only two and a half percent of the population smokes weed compared to like 30 percent out here. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I don't know. I don't really know about percent. I, I mean, whatever. Like if you go to college. My point is know- that like it is demonized in this country. And I think it is. But, you know, some cultures, for example, like South American or Caribbean or even South Asian cultures, there's a lot of cannabis use for different things and, and the diaspora of- i'm saying the diaspora hemp use too yeah hemp use um which is amazing for clothing and all these i mean look it up if you're not wearing- I mean, hemp oil yeah. oh, right yeah. like and know, now- there's just a lot of good benefits from that plant that are just like demonized even if you're not talking about the psychotropic effects you're just talking about the yeah. other things that you can do from it it's a it's a pretty i mean benjamin franklin loved his cannabis he talked about it all the time but on top of that like if you're into like you know skincare and makeup the cbd industry has blossomed so amazingly and i love it because you're getting rid of so much other toxins that you don't need in your products because remember our skin is a huge organ when you put these natural uh you know elements into your skin and these beautiful oils and you know skin cares and washes and stuff that's made by the hemp it really does make your skin really i'm not saying that's the only thing that I- i'm just using that as another example like i heavily use um uh cbd oils on my face like there's this keels one not that we're sponsored i would love if keels was sponsored because that shit is expensive as fuck but 
um, they have this. We're sponsored by absolutely nobody. Nothing. We are broke. (laughs) That's why we haven't done shit for a year. We're trying to grind and make this money. You know, I'm trying to retire, um, which I have so many years, although I feel so old. Um, But yeah, they have so many cool things. And it's really, I'm going to be honest. I can't speak for you or anyone else, but I'm so excited. Like, I know that. Sometimes I, I get all like grumpy, get off my lawn, like, yo, these kids have nothing to fucking complain about. You guys have vape pens. You don't have to hide shit. You have all these great contraptions. You have you don't have seeds and stems. My man, you have pre-rolled fucking. Yeah. <laughs> shut the whole fuck up. Just shut. You don't the even fuck have up. to learn. You don't have to talk to some dingy ass white dude named Chad in a corner. I'm you don't not... have to worry about saliva all over up on your no blunt piece. Yeah, you don't have to worry about getting it from someone. And as a girl, like I nowadays, when so I mean, you got COVID joints, if you're saliving it up. Oh, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I don't share saliva, period. I just, I mean, with my significant other, yes, but nothing (laughs) another. I'm a heavily germaphobe. Even if like I shared something, you know, I'd wipe it off. (laughs) Like, I'm just, but uh, (laughs) it's true. I don't, I have no shame. Um, Mm, I'm the same way. But, uh, which it should be like, people are gross. Like, hello, we in COVID, we in the panoramic. Like, this is why we got here. Cause the people panoramic. Are nasty. <laughs> we, we's fucking nasty. Like we as a species is fucking nasty anyway. But what I, I can't like, wait to be mixing oxygen filled with saliva with people soon in uh, bars. I don't and clubs and venues and restaurants. I don't care. You know what? Give, so- give me that floating human skin. I, you know what? So, so I just wanted to say this for the first year that it's finally legalized. I really was hoping that by when it's legalized, we would be able to do a 420 parade correctly, meaning with, and oh. I know I'm not, I, I would have loved, and I'm so sad about this. Like that's the it's only aspect, whether you smoke or not, the fact that it's finally legal and we all are affected. I, I don't know one person that hasn't been affected by marijuana, either having a relative that got arrested for it or some shit or you got caught doing it or you like it or you're a user or whatever it may fucking be. Right. Or or CBD helps with your pain management, whatever it may be. It would have been an amazing time for just us to be around each other and have a good time and show the benefits of this and also break down the barriers of other people that think marijuana makes you like a loser and a sloucher. And so, and it's so funny. There's also other benefits, right? You don't have to ingest it. Like you were talking about a few, few minutes ago, there's topical creams. You need some topical pain relief or like, for example, I get sun poisoning every year and I find sun poisoning. My mom gets it too. Um, Now I don't get sunburn. I get sun poisoning. It's different. I get like a rash on my arm right in the same place every year. Oh, I oh I get what you're saying. Okay, okay. That's sun poison. Yeah. So you what, said sun poison. Found... I'm like, are you going to move to Antarctica? Like sun? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm no, just teasing. Like... <laughs> so last year I didn't get it at all, but I mean it's COVID, so who knows? Maybe that's why I didn't go out. We're all so pale. We're so. Pa- I thought I was pale. I look at you. You're pale, man. I look Irish right now. <laughs> um, but uh, the topical cream, right? You could put that on. You get pain relief. I put that on my sun poisoning and it actually works better than some of the like like cortisone or whatever. Like you're putting that anti-itch creams on the, the, the topical creams, the bombs. 
Because you got to remember, right, these bombs, all these muscle creams and things like that may also irritate your skin, like the Icy Hots or the whatever. Also, it doesn't have a smell like that. It's not a heinous smell. It doesn't, you can wear it during the day because you don't have to w- worry about smelling like a nursing home, right? Also, and, the industry around it is a little bit more eco-friendly, so it's right. like natural chemicals. That, not chemicals, but natural. Yeah, they're all chemicals, but like natural chemicals versus... Well, yeah, and also going back to the whole fact of it's some sort of weird preservative. Yeah, right. Like you, if you're sensitive, like I'm very sensitive skin wise, so I I'm very aware that certain products, like when I try new things, I do a little swatch, which you should, you know, like try it on a part of your skin where you're not, you know, you don't want to just slather all over your face and you fucking have a problem, right? So these products actually are much more uh, easier on the skin, less effects. You know, I'm not saying that they don't have any. Of course they do. Right. Everything has an effect. But you also have to have sense. You got to pick sense out of nonsense. Right. But um, yeah. But what we're saying is that uh, this is still easier. But on top. And I want to just table this because, like, there's so much that I want to unpackage about legalization. Right. And we might just do another whole more podcasts on this and things like that. But it comes back to, you know, how how many people this affects. And, and it really affects everyone. Whether you, I'm not trying to be preachy or anything like that, but think about it. There's at least someone you know that has like a record or something or other that's tangled up with this. Someone of someone you know, some family you know that got torn apart by this because it's stigmatized in the family and someone got caught smoking and the parents didn't appreciate it and now they're the stained or bad kid or whatever have you. There's so many different scenarios. I don't know if legalization changes that. No, it wouldn't. I I mean, those Pakistani people... Our fam- Pakistani families are still going to hate on it, even though it like indigenously comes from Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Pakistan. But I-, <laughs> I just feel like, um, you know, it just it just helps. Well, the other thing that I really like about it um, is that in most states, you buy it from the dispensary and you go to your own house. And that's the only place. Now, from a tourism standpoint, that makes it very difficult for tourists to ever get involved in it. And I'm talking about that from a financial standpoint. If part of the money is being used for schools, and I would love to see that money being used for some of the more poorly funded city school, urban schools that need it. Now, all of a sudden, you have tourist money coming in because the New York law allows lounges and allows any, any place where you can smoke cigarettes. You can smoke weed. So any place that's like hookah joints. Oh, shit. That's not oh, probably a good idea. shit. That's what that's, I'm saying. I, that's probably not a good idea, considering you're going to hotbox. You're going to hotbox the fuck out of these kids, and hookah places are 18. Well, no, they're going to have to make them 21 in older places, too. Oh, da- how are you going to leave these little... Oh, man. These poor kids. Like, you're going to kick they're out... They're going to wait three years, Patty. It's not that bad. Damn. I mean, life is already Or they can tough. buy a hookah and take it to their own damn house. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of my, like, like these, like, younger people that I know that love hookah, you know? Like, that's just their thing. Like, let them be. <laughs> I Most guess likely gonna... what's going to happen is the hookah joints is not going to provide it, but you're going to go to the hookah joint and you're going to be mean... like, let me spike my shit. <laughs> all right. All right. Let, let, let's, let's be real. Let's be real for two seconds, right? How many of y'all have been to hookah place and you know either you... Or the neighbor already changed the formatting of the hookah. 
Yeah. So let's let let's be real on that, right? But now that's okay. But now it's and, be crazy. Okay, but not only that, but like, okay, you have these cigar places in the city, right? Just because I'm not saying the cigar places are going to just turn all of a sudden, but I'm saying like the same concept could be done, like a tasting a tasting venue, stuff like that could happen. And there's a tourist. All I'm saying is the taxes are going to be high on it on the recreational side. The tourist side is going to come in. You're going to add the taxes for from foreigners coming in, right? If you're not a, a New York resident or if you're not a U.S. citizen, maybe they can add an additional foreign tax. I mean, you can do stuff with it to to finance and oh fund some of the things we don't that we need help with, like our schools. You, you say tourism, right? And I just thought about what if they had like a weed tour for museums? Like you smoke up and you just go to museums. Like oh, you I'm get just saying, super fucking high, and then the difference between. Other places where weed is legal in the world, like Amsterdam and America, is America has capitalism. So you just thought about it in a capitalist way. Like, how can I make money by taking people on tours of museum, National History Museum, Hayden I mean, Planetarium, I we're going to go to space after going to space. So <laughs> I just thought about it because because as a nerd, like, I love going to museums. I actually miss going because I do days that I would just go there. Like, during the day the by myself. Is, you start a tour off, you give them, like... 30 grams, 30 milligrams of edibles. And we're like, let's go. Now you have oh three my hours. No, I don't know. I don't know. The edibles, especially first timers, y'all got to be careful. No, but you got to, that's the difference. And I've, and I've noticed this when we were young, Patty, all edibles were handmade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what you would do is you'd go and be like, let me eat these brownies, but you know, I'm going to make these brownies, but let me just put these, I got three ounces of, of herb that me and my friends collected all together. Let's put all three ounces of shit in this brownie. Yo. And then you have like a bite and you're, you're in space so for the I, next eight hours. I was a good and kid. Now I it's all definitely did perfect. not fuck with edibles because I saw someone ate one cookie and they started crying like their mother had died. And it was like the most hilarious, like sad, but hilarious thing. Like, bro, you're not going to die. Have a fucking panic attack. Just pass out. <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> and I remember I used to volunteer like when I wanted to go to med school, like I, I volunteered in the ER and there's been so like I thought I didn't realize how many cases, but there's so many people that come into the ER thinking they're having a heart attack because they're just super fucking high and didn't realize it dosage that they were taking so that goes back to you know legalization having warning signs and explaining how much is in it what's in it there's no hidden agenda and goes back to what you were just saying like when we were younger people just made it you got it from like a friend of a friend you're at a party whatever have you but you have no idea how much is in it you don't know what kind of ride you're in you don't know exactly it goes back to you're not sure what is in it you're going by this trusting methodology now if you take it that you know bigger corporations are making it like think about it like, i'm not saying they're going to but like you know like a cookie place like mrs fields like people know about your cookies and they're little and what if you move uh, a company like that move merge with a marijuana or merge into some kind of marijuana situation and then they make edibles but you already know they're quality cookies right and they're already gonna just tweak their idea because you don't want it to also taste terrible because marijuana also has a pungent taste and a pungent smell well, it's not actually something- i'm just saying that like that's without that's what i'm saying so like where we've come with it now is different. The pungent taste is even. I mean, it's there's still a little bit of it, but it's not like when we were making it ourselves. Like you can really hide the the taste of it in edibles now in a in a way that's amazing. I can't believe it. Um, you get these artisan cook 
cooking people to make the stuff and they know what they're doing and they know how to add like a different flavor that kind of like flips it and mixes makes it not taste the same and using like food chemistry and those type of things are amazing but like the exact dosage like five milligrams for somebody who's like a lightweight they're not going to really feel it 10 milligrams for like slightly more and people like me will do 30 to 40 milligrams (laughs) They, I mean, but I'm going to let you know this. If you're a big smoker and you've not done edibles, relax yourself. It is a completely different way it's even synthesized in your body. But also- right. it's a different feel. I just feel like the fact that, you know, like we see, like they have all these new TV shows, especially legalization in other states that they have, like now it's like 420 friendly. This is 420, this vice or whatever, you know, the fuck we watch these food. I'm a big foodie show, foodie person. And now incorporating marijuana into, you know, cannabis in general into food, whether it be THC or just CBD, like the non-psychoactives, it's very interesting. And also it shows you the complexity of how you're building the food too, because, you know, you can make butters, but also you can use the leaves for this. You can do, and it's actually very edible. The plant is very edible aside from the, you know, the, the THC part, but that's only the THC is only in the flowering buds. It's not in the leaves. It's not in the stems, right? Yeah. No, it's not. And I, I, it's so funny because like with New York legalization, you can actually now grow six, three plants per person, but only six per household. Right. So uh, just letting you know, for those that are have never grown in their no, I life. Think it's actually the I think it's it's from what I'm reading, it's like a weird thing where you can have three on and three off. So you can actually have six. But, so you have three per person, but you can only even if there's five adults in that house, you could. No, only no, no, no. But what I'm saying is I beyond that. Saying. No, no, no. You by yourself can have three plants that are flowering and have three plants additionally that are not that are off season. So you have to you can flip the season. So they're allowing a weird to be honest, this law is amazing because there's so many things they've thought of that would never have flown had Cuomo not gotten himself in trouble. So so you're ready for this? So for those that that do not have never grown a plant in their life or a cactus and all, you know, and you don't have those green thumbs. Marijuana is fucking hard as shit to grow. There's female, male plants, and I'm telling you something. But and, and it's so funny. We were all I know, but like, Patty, I'm saying that the resources are there. You can buy feminized seeds that you don't even need a male. You don't need to figure it out. You just put the seed in the soil. A female plant comes out, but it's feminized. It's not really a female, so that it auto knows how to like get the bugs to come out. I hear you. No However, seeds, no stems. It's genius, but they don't have, you can't breed them, right? They're not, that's the whole point. They're like kind of like sterile plants, mm-hmm. but you can w- one season, annual season them, grow oh, them. Okay. So you ready yeah. for this? This is where my brown Guyanese person comes in. Do I look like I make out of fucking money to spend on a bill, a uh, light bill for these fucking plants? You know how much light you need, how much water, how much, you know, care, how much, if you think that you think you have the hand for this, buddy, get a regular plant, just a regular plant and see how you own up on life. I got, a couple friends plants that, I got a couple of friends that grow that stuff and there's a, there's a system, but the thing is the thing about plants, the thing about plants is the same as the thing about cooking. It's actually the same thing about a lot of um, activities that require precision. You follow the instructions that somebody else has laid and then it grows. Take a quick pause. 
just one quick pause, just note it. I'm seeing no mic lines on my side, like how your mic lines I are coming see, up. I see the opposite, so it should be fine. Oh, we're good? Oh, okay, good, good, good. good. I right, see so no mic lines on me, and I see them on you. I just want to make sure, because I know that sometimes it's, like, weird. Okay, cool. We're good. Okay. So go back to what you're saying. So, I don't even know what I was saying, so. <laughs> I, I think I said it, so let's move on. I think we were just talking about marijuana this whole time and growing and things like that. We didn't even talk about nerd stuff, but I just, I, I mean, that I is just, nerd stuff. It's nerd stuff. Right. But there's so much. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying that if you follow the instructions, right, there's like a certain pet, set of instructions for growing marijuana, especially if you buy like these kits that are out there mm-hmm. that like oh, wow, come with the hydroponic know. kits that already ready to tell you, they come with instructions like do this and then wait three days Soak your seeds in the water for three days, then put it in the soil and give this much light. I mean, like there's instructions. If you're somebody who may never have grown and don't have a green thumb, but you're really good at following instructions, as long as there's instructions, a recipe essentially for this and you follow it, you'll be good. I I didn't know about that. And it goes back to these, like like what I just said. like Because we grew up in a different time. These fucking kids. I these. They don't know. I'll be like a, a brown auntie. I these not know why you get. You know what I'm saying? Like I can hear my grandmother saying that. You got it. You, you catch on too easy, you know? Because, bro, like, bro. They don't, they I, don't know I, the struggle. You don't even know. But like as the old person seeing this shit, like the technological advance. Because remember, we also moved with the technological advances. Dude, it's, it's like. It's like, oh, my God. Like, y'all. And I'm so happy for younger generations, right? Because that means that you guys are going to have time to do other things and make better decision i'm hoping right um do better for the world you know solve climate change i don't know what y'all gonna do you know whatever you decide to do make the world a better place you know uh kill out all the racists whatever whatever y'all doing right now i'm with y'all as long as positive and and you know you bring it but i think like uh not to spend so much time on marijuana but hemp we've spent half an hour so we can keep going it's okay this is a this is a this is an important subject it is it is and like the thing is with hemp in a general you can make hammocks you could do so many things like the plant just gets discarded for so many nonsensical things yeah you could have like amazing backpacks clothes and hemp is very soft don't think that because it may look a certain way that's like not treated it's treated like it's think about it like leather. It could be the new leather. It could be on everything. And the thing is, the cool thing is, you're not killing anything. It's completely vegan. You can make sustainable, shoes out of them. Like you make bamboo friendly. shoes, you make hemp shoes. And it's washable. It's amazing. It's it doesn't have any kind of you know smells to it. You don't have to worry about treating it that much. It's like you can really wear the shit out of some hemp shoes. No, there's I, an old there's an old uh, conspiracy theory that the cotton industry is why. Weed was yeah. made illegal, right? Because well, it's true. That's fact. I know it is a fact, but it's how much actively they 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 got in into it is is disputed. But whatever the case may be, the fact is that the cotton industry was it was a dominant industry in the United States for a very long time, especially when we had slaves and indentured servants. It kind of died a little bit after that because we were forcing people to grow it in such a mass amounts. And the, the, the truth of the matter is if you want to grow potent weed, you have to grow it in indoors. But if you want to just grow massive amounts of hemp to use for farming, that shit is actually, a, unlike what Patty said, it's actually very easy. If you're not worrying about the quality of the buds and you don't care about seeds and all that stuff, you just 
plant those seeds. You just throw those seeds in the field and you're going to get fields. Well, that's y'all. I am a bougie bitch. You know, there's a I'm difference. I'm saying for, for, for uses of like clothing and shoes and all that, you don't no, need the good no. shit. No, but I'm saying for your own personal, if you're going to only have three plants, right. don't just... That's- Please, I'm not saying not what to do or what you're going to do. If you want to have good strawberries, you got to know what you're doing. If you just want to grow a bunch of leaves, then you don't need to know what you're doing. But that's remember, remember, we're trying to save the bees out here and bees do pollinate with this stuff. Do the environment. Actually, now that I think about that, hold on, hold on, (laughs) hold on. Let's think about this for, let's explore that for a second. So I get a lot of honey. I, I use a lot of honey. As do I for allergies and for tea. We're brown, you know, so many. Oh man, so actually, many. no, I've been thinking about it. I haven't had a lot of allergies. My, usually by this point with the, the way the, the budding and the plants are happening, I'm usually like dying and I'm actually not good, not that bad right now. And I'm wondering is it because I've been honey. really piling in on New York honey no, the you have. whole year. So the truth, so I used to have really bad allergies that I wouldn't even have taste in my mouth for like a week. Um, so I, Honey, if you buy localized honey from the area you're from um, and having a little bit every day or like every other day, like, you know, very frequently. In every, your tea, day whatever, me, every day for me, every day. It's the same. Um, it actually combats the sinuses because you're ingesting what the pollen, you know, the pollen. Your body's I, getting I mean, used to it. Yeah yeah. 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 You're basically like, you know, desensitizing yourself to that and, in you know, introduce, in, introducing that pollen or what it's made from. Basically, I'm giving a very like, this is why I'm stumbling because I'm giving such a low key, like yeah. very low ended explanation. But my point is but different it, than that. My point yeah. is slightly different. I'm saying you get wildflower honey. Yes. You get clover buckwheat. honey. Yeah, you get you buckwheat get. honey. We're going to be able to get, and I'm not, it's not going to have any psychotropic effects is the whole point of the whole well, way that honey is made. It kind of does that. But well, we can have, have taste wise, we can have cannabis honey all over the place. So fun fact, if you have had any honey in the Caribbean, most likely it's cannabis infused. Because I'm not saying infused. That's different. That gets not, that's, in, not infused. I mean, I meant I'm using the wrong word. It's cannabis made from because there's so many plants, especially, you know, um, in certain right. parts of the Caribbean. I know, but what I, all I'm saying is that would be the bee making community, the honey making community, the people that do the beehives, they know how to like concentrate the type of pollination yeah. that's happening. They're like, okay, we're going to grow a bunch of wildflowers near our bee, our bee thing so that they focus mostly on wildflowers so that we get that wildflower flavor in our honey instead right. of it being like, everything which is like natural honey is like a little bit of everything and so the honey right. that most honey you get if it's mm-hmm. that is like the generic honey is kind of like a mix of stuff but like yeah. the, the artisan honey like they really do that kind of thing and so the same thing can happen here and you're going to get those those terpene flavors yes you can. in you, your honey you get some- Get some Kali Kush wildflower honey, wildflower honey, and my my green tea that I definitely spend. Right, and it's not even the kind that's psychotropic because it's not actually no, it's not the kind that's infused, like you were saying with with cannabis. And but so like it's pollinated with exactly, and the benefits of the marijuana plant and the benefits of the honey in your system, it's like taking super vitamins, right? Because you're ingesting things that um because we all know that marijuana has its own healing properties. Also, it helps with so many different things. And on top of that, honey, like we were just talking about allergies, but there's so many different things that honey is good for, like hair growth, skin, all different types, elasticity, like, you know, it's so many other things too. We're not saying we're not diverting from, you know, 
actual natural, like, you know, other sciences and, and, and medicine and stuff like that. But we know that there's natural properties, like natural things that help so much more as opposed to having to get, you're doing prevention as opposed to dealing with just the situation. And so I think like, like going back to my first statement of like my most, my first sentiment of, you know, think about what you're planting because everything has a ripple effect, right? Because think about the bees. I mean, we joke about it, but at the same time, I'm not. And if you do know me, I'm definitely one of those not super crazy, like, you know, uh, preachy type of people, but I'm definitely pro environment, pro RBs, pro, you know, making this world a little better, you know, um, not for just us for generations to come. And, you know, we already on this planet, we can take care of it, we can kind of nurture it and, and get it back to the right cycles. And, and if marijuana happens to be one of the things that, you know, has an adverse effect, because think about it, like even the smallest item, it, it, it you know, uh, nutrient rich, soil, like planting it in your regular uh, soil. Remember, New York soil is so carcinogenic with all the, you know, all the trucks passing by, all the pollution in general, you know, decades um, having, yeah, even like if we were to, I'm just saying if New York City were to just plant non, you know, female plants that were not budding, you know, just to uh, change the level of the pH balance in the soil. The marijuana plant actually is a really good filter filtration system for that. So there are actually like many different benefits for having marijuana plants. And as you mentioned, that they grow like wildflower. So if you, th- it's like dandelion. If you throw some seeds and it produces its own seeds, so you're just going to continue to grow and you can actually in that area it becomes weeds and it's kind of funny how they call it weed i think maybe that's one of the reasons why it they is call one it. of the reasons yeah Does definitely because it, it, it grows, well, like, it grows yeah. naturally it just grows like it's yeah, it ugly, grows. it's not a, i mean if you it's like not. the plant it's a it's a it can be pretty the leaves are unique and all that kind of stuff the buds are pretty and there's flowers and hair there's little hairs and all that but if you're not into the specifics of that it's kind of an ugly plant Right? Yeah, it's like, not like you're going to give someone. You're not getting purple flowers on it, you know. You're getting these buds that look like unless, jumbles. Unless you get like those purple buds that, like, you are like one of those experts. Yeah, but you only get those when you. That doesn't come from the natural growing stuff. No. That's like that you got to like take care of it and do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there are there are like histories that say that that the, the, they naturally occurred in the in the motherlands, you know, like that's where the the Kali Kushes and strains come from. Sure, I mean, you know, we sure. say this, but they naturally occurred. But then hippies got a hold of it, started doing crossbreeding, and then really got those colors to really to bump out. Color, I mean, thanks to the acid forefathers that dropped enough acid to make colors out of nothing. So great, thank you. Um, but I know there's way more science to this. But again, going back to like, think about the ripple effect of how this one plant, right, can really change because you're getting better oxygen. It's creating, if you plant it, it like filtrates your soil, which then remember, you're, everything is connected, right? Because the rainwater hits the soil, you know, and that gets filtrated. Like the water will eventually get to another part of it, whether it be evaporated and stuff like that. This all affects us. So it's like something that we're like, yay, it's legalized, but it, it really has such a high impact that could really change the way we kind of de, de- um, pollute our actual area, especially New York City. Yeah, well, New York, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot you could do. I don't know if New York is gonna, is really going to be ready to start just tossing Planting. out seeds everywhere, um, but I just don't see that happening anytime soon. But I think it's cool that there's a lot of layers to this. So you got you yeah. have the you have the first of all the number one reason is that people that are falsely 
imprisoned, are free. People have their records expunged. That's the number one reason. The People number can go two to thing is Lots tax money and revenue from tourism, as well as the fact that New York, as smokes, New York City smokes, is the mo- it's like the number one city in the world for people that smoke weed. Like really? more people smoke weed in New York City than anywhere else in the world. I thought California. I thought no. that California. Ton- pure tonnage wise, we we kick. Oh, got you. Yeah, man. Out of LA. I mean, not for nothing. My whole neighborhood smells like weed and plantains all the time. Plantains, I mean, it sounds great, actually. Fried plantain, sometimes curry. You know, some chicken curry on the side. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think. I mean, if you grow up in a, a an urban neighborhood, um, I mean, it's kind of like it's not even urban. Like when I walk around Manhattan, yeah. You know, like I'm just saying, you go on Six and a Half Avenue. You know, Six and a Half Avenue, right? You know <laughs> what I'm talking like, about. <laughs> Six in and Midtown, half. you know what I'm talking about? It's I, like that walkway. So it's, not it's not really for it's cars. Not, it's it's like a walkway that goes between buildings you between say Sixth and Seventh Avenue. Yeah, it's like Avenue of America. It, like I know exactly what you're talking about. It's that like strip that you can keep walking down. There's no uh, cars, but it's a road, and you can keep walking it. But it's can, like it's not really a road, and it's like covered a lot of it, and they have like statues yeah, yeah. and all that. But or, you just keep yeah, and art. But yo, even before this was legalized. I used to call that pot alley because Yo. like, you'd walk down that and there'd be like, this is like, and anybody that knows New York, like six and a half Avenue is like it's in like the middle the of, of like all, all the giant financial firms are right there. You have all so, of the big companies, what? Alliance, Bernstein, you know, like all these billionaires are there and you'd be walking down the street and it's like, just like construction workers smoking weed. But even on top of that, right, like say you want to take a nice little walk down from like, you know, 23rd or like in, in Koreatown and like you want to do karaoke. 30th, wanna, yeah. yeah, like you want to walk down and just see a little bit of the city. You can walk in that like area, that whole strip. You just keep walking and you know, you're going to people are going to be drinking and, and smoking. It's New York, right? That's normal. And you're seeing all these tourist things. You keep walking. You're going to see Godiva. You're going to see like all these little snack places too. Like it definitely will flourish all companies too, because think about how like, if oh, it's yeah. like and you want the restaurant industry that's been killed by COVID to come back. Oh, legalize we <laughs> jobs. We bring it back jobs. You know? <laughs> I not, mean, I just want to say that we're not, we didn't even talk about that. that there's just like so many jobs in that industry, but also the supplementary, like you just said, like the food industry is going to benefit. And because when you're high, you eat. You probably most people that are high will end up ingesting way more food than usual. You know, so that's going to build the industries for food. It's going to build back a lot of our our system, like our just system. But I, I mean, we're not like I said, Beverages. we're not politicians. Oh, everything, man. We we talk about everything. Bodegas be killing on the Gatorade sales. Yo, them chopped cheese. Them chopped cheese about to be like on on deck. Like y'all, y'all better restock on that chopped cheese. Let's be realistic. Not not to those you know what I'm talking about that be charging like what was it like this astronomical twelve dollars for a chopped cheese? Like get the fuck out of my face. You know it's burger meat and cheese. I'm just saying you can go to the fancy place or you can like you can go to you can go to gracefully and get your chopped cheese. Or or you can go to the local Arab owned bodega. And it's going to cost $5 versus $12. And talk to uncle. He might give you some free candy on the side because they're all so sweet. What yeah. bodega have you not been to that they haven't always given you free candy? There's always this cute. Big fancy uncle. ones. Uh, I don't go to 
those types. I always go. I'm just saying in Manhattan, you have those types. Oh, yeah. Just skip that one and go to the corner one that looks like it sells more vaporizers than it sells anything else. So I just want to say this too. If you have not gone Although to the a regular. Although the bodegas are going to be selling mad pipes. Yo, they do anyway, right? Let's they do anyways, listen. but you know, now it's like no big I'm deal at so glad Tourist. the uncles can make more money. I'm just so happy that the uncles can do like the uncles and the aunties can make more money. So this is my question, right? This is what I was thinking about. What is the policy when you're using an Uber or public like your you can't smoke product? cigarettes inside of an Uber? Yeah, I get that. However, vapes, they let you use vape like, you know, like that. Some Uber drivers may let you do it, but it's technically not allowed. Um, it's all up to the driver at that point. So, I mean, like, everyone has this paranoia, like, oh, well, you know, National 420 Day, then National 421 is National, like, Drug Test Day or some bullshit in this propaganda. Well, New York already has a law rule, already had it put in place, I think, two years ago or a year ago, right before COVID hit, actually. So about a year and a half ago, it was um, that other than certain jobs, like, obviously, if you're like a... uh, a forklift driver or something where you're like driving a vehicle and they're worried. No, most jobs are not even allowed to do drug testing in New York city anymore. They can do drug testing. They can't do marijuana in their drug test. So I have a question, right? So like I'm going for a banking job or whatever, or you're going for a restaurant job. Like they're not allowed to, tr- to trust. They're you. Not, I mean, they can test you for weed. Test you for, okay. They can test you for so, heroin. They can test you for cocaine, but all that. Not other weed. Stuff. So, I have a question though, right? Is people going to, are people, are we as people going to be, I'm saying everyone collectively, going to be honest to our doctors about weed smoking and doctors should also be honest about this intake too. And they should not take it on the same degree as cigarettes. You have to understand there's like, you know, when, no, when you go to the doctor, some doctors right. are assholes. So, yeah. Some doctors I've been to and you say, yeah, I smoke hookah once in a while and they literally put it like a stain on your record and it's like dude i'm just letting you know honestly what i do or how much drink like i'm guyanese like y'all know we drink like you gotta ask me dark or light liquor let's be realistic i'm well, not I saying mean, like i'm a huge there's, drinker there's a guy i know who lives for, there's a guy i know who lives across the street from me and he was talking about how he's got like he's an older man um mm-hmm. he's got like some like uh esophagus issues and mm-hmm. potentially cancer and all this kind of stuff and um and he's talking about it and he's like the doctor asked me if i smoked i smoked and i was like you know well back in the day on the submarine you once not the submarine <laughs> on the ship we we toked a little bit on the back and he's like no 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 i ain't talking about that talk about cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> so that's another thing like we have to interchangeably like when somebody asks me if i smoke like usually the answer when someone says someone i smoke or or if you smoke it's i automatically go to cigarettes i don't think of other but I don't think here's the you. thing there's if you vaporize it, right, flour, now I'm not talking about the oil, I'm talking about just vaporizing flour, if you have a good vaporizing system, it's actually pretty friggin' good. The problem is you don't want to be walking around with a volcano everywhere you're going. That thing is enormous and pointless. And then the small vapes, they don't do a good, a lot of them don't do a good job. They're not enough power. They're not using the big batteries. But if you take now you think about it, and it's like, okay, now that it's illegal and there's some thought going into it and some engineering behind some of this stuff, again, layers we're talking about, we can build some new products that might actually sell and not go out of business after six months because, you know, they're worrying about, you know, legalities and all that. Build some product that like a handheld flower vaporizer that's 
that's discreet, but also like nice looking and all that kind of stuff that can do what needs to be done. So you don't have to actually combust the flour and you don't have to worry about the carcinogens from the combustion process. I'm just curious. So this is what I'm really excited for. With legalization, I want to see all the new gadgets. I want to see it all. Every fucking thing. Uh, in your goddamn speak, your gamer speaker, there's like the microphone and then there's a blunt holder. <laughs> like every every fucking thing. If you want to sponsor us and, and use us as testers, please, to the three of you that listen to yeah, us, maybe we we'll share. start doing we'll start doing video podcasts if we start getting sponsors. I'll even cosplay. Like I'll actually I have so much I'm not even gonna lie. I know that I've got cosplay for every episode. So many just like just annoyed emails with, with my not not so many, but like I'm so glad that you guys check on me. I really do appreciate you that you know check on me i've been going through like most of everyone a lot i've had a lot of deaths in my family and i do appreciate it so that's why i've just kind of like for me my healing i just kind of focus on my main group and it's not like i don't respond and stuff but i just want to tell everyone who who sends us messages on our podcast on our facebook page and everywhere that we love you and i definitely appreciate it and i always share it to kashif too he sees it on both it, we may not respond one over the other but you know me well i'll probably respond with the heart emoji that you'll you'll kind of notice we speak very differently <laughs> i'm more like you know hearts and rainbows and shit not that you're not you know whatever but i got a rainbow on my on my one wheel <laughs> But I just feel like uh, I, I just and I use heart emojis all the time. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like I know when I respond to things, like I always heart react stuff. Like I I love supporting my friend. Like and let's be realistic, the people that listen to us are friends and be or become really good friends with us. Regardless, I'm just I just have kids now, so I don't respond all the time anymore. Yeah, so I'm like yeah. I can respond with an emoji, or I can not respond at all. Or because sometimes I'm tired because of not sleeping. Or I mean, sometimes not respond I ha- <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest, and this happens to me so many times. I, I'm in mid-response and forget what I'm doing, or I have to take a pee break, and I forgot to hit send, and I swear to you, I thought I, in my mind, hit send, and I didn't. So that's also a scenario. But yeah, I just want to say, like, you know, uh, we, I have so many cosplays to do, including, and I wanted to say this before the movie came out, I actually put together... And I wanted to surprise everyone, but whatever with like, I'm going through like um, an injury that I'm, I'm like nursing back to. So I, I have a full Chitara cosplay and I'm so excited to show it to you guys. I, I have the makeup all drawn up. And then I hear last week that they're announcing a Thundercats movie and I'm like, shit, this would have been great time. But again, I'm just nursing this one thing that I, I am trying to see if I can kind of have some time to do it. But let me tell you something that makeup, makeup takes time. You got to understand like any cosplay, even the smallest, you got to take out at least three to four hours, whether it be prep time, you know, picture time, makeup time, like all this stuff. I'm doing everything myself. So if it happens to be a picture in the bathroom, understand that I've taken three hours to do this or two hours to do this, but I am willing to go and cosplay. Have we get sponsored and take this more seriously, which will take the two hour prep time prior two or three hours prep time to do this. So this is all love and understand that this is not monetary. And and Johnny and I have talked about this, that we actually lose money by doing this because we actually have day jobs and things like that. So this doesn't, you know, because we love doing also this. Because we're like, we're, I mean, we're not lazy, but we're lazy no. about certain things. And we're lazy about the fact that I have not spent any time making a Patreon because I don't really care. I don't need money. I don't need I have a job that pays well. I don't need the money from 
a podcast, which would be like a couple extra hundred bucks, maybe at most. I need money. I mean, like if y'all want to get me like coffee or like send me a no, Starbucks. My point card. is, it's not enough for me to spend thousands of hours <laughs> of, of on podcasts. thousands of, do- of man hour dollars of like setting up a good Patreon and advertising it and putting the effort in the, 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 the benefit of that. I could I'd rather just, you know, go on the sidewalk and smoke weed now than. No, but I mean, we appreciate it. Like uh, for everyone who's sent whatever, we super appreciate it. It's just that don't think we're lazy about it. It's just that we, I mean, I think that the wrong terminology, we just have a no, lot of No, it's just because I have other priorities. There's right? a lot like, of moving. Have, yeah. I there's not two enough children. I there's not job. enough time in the day. Yeah, there's family not... obligations. Now yeah. marijuana is legal, so he's trying to figure out like if there's a dispensary. Make... <laughs> no, and I'm like, and I'm like, I can spend money on a Patreon, or I can spend money, or I guess I mean time on setting up a Patreon, or I can spend time on how I can capitalize on weed. And, and I think and that's <laughs> wheat and cannabis, honey. Now you're like, I'm. I need to beat the allergies, so now cannabis, honey. So yeah. trying well, to get your. I'm gonna let somebody else do the cannabis on me, so I'm I'm like deathly. Even though I'm not allergic, I just like I can't do bees. Like bees, any sort oh. of insect, but bees. Like yeah, I'm glad they're around, and I'm not gonna kill them in any way. But like I've been stuck too many times. I have no desire to be around bees. Oh, mine swell up really bad. Like not to the point that I need like um a like shot. super like a shot, but yeah, I'll definitely like need a Benadryl. And so I can't go. Oh, I, I, I love the bees. It just hurts. I love the bees. I respect the bees, but I cannot be a bee caretaker. Also, I'm just not like patient. Like right. in in that's like it takes so I, I am patient, but like this, it really is an art and it is a full time job. And we all say there's not enough time. So I mad respect to the honey makers. And if you're a honey maker with, you know, uh, in general, whether it be cannabis infused or not. You can definitely hit us up because I ingest a lot of honey. A I, lot. A lot. Like, I spend so much money on honey, it's actually kind of disgusting. Like, when and I, I think buy it, expensive honey because I, yeah. I want to buy local, clean honey. Yeah, I try to get the local. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID and stuff, it's not like you can go, like, you know, upstate so frequently. But like, or farmers whatever. markets. Yeah, stuff farmers like markets. Like, where yeah. I find them a lot. Or actually, they have New York honey on. Uh, Fresh Direct has New York honey. Oh, that's a good. Thank you. So I've been thank getting it from me. Fresh Direct. The only problem with that is, is you a lot of times you you get it and it's been like it's frozen. You know, like 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 that frozen, cold, not like frozen oh. from like ice, but like it it solidifies, it crystallizes, right? Oh. And like I got I got a new jar the other day, and the whole jar is crystallized, like not even a little bit of honey that I can actually take out. Oh. Normal. So I got to melt it. Uh... Yeah, just put it in some um, boiling water. water. Yeah, not even boiling, not even simmering boiling. water. Yeah, just put it and just let it hold, let it sit for a little bit. Like your the only problem is it comes in plastic jars, and I don't want to. You you got to be careful; you can get it too hot because the plastic keep, melts. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna tell your. But you don't want to get too hot to anyways because if you no. you don't want to cook the honey. You just oh, melt you know it. what I I usually do is I don't even put the honey directly. I'll have like a a bowl or something that I know I can cold, keep the heat or like a candle jar you know i just put the honey in there so like the heat kind of encapsulates it and it's not wetting the actual product you know what i mean so oh, you yeah, have yeah, like no a- of course i've just but it's a, the, the the jar itself is gonna get wet has to eh, but the good thing about it chemistry and the good thing about physics and thermodynamics is that water while it's boiling will not go over the boiling point it won't right. Right, whatever, 212 degrees Fahrenheit, I think, is boiling point. It won't go over that. It will stay at 212 until 
until it's in gaseous form. And then when it's in gas, you can make it hotter, but then it doesn't make a difference. It's steam at that point. So what am I going to do with steam? Power a nuclear reactor or something? Steam your face, you know, just enjoy the exfoliate, like the pores. The 300 degree Fahrenheit <laughs> steam? Nah, it's cool. It's cool. No, it's cool. no, not at all. But yeah, I think, I think I like. I my skin is melting off. I think like we've, we basically use this entire podcast to talk about marijuana, but I think like if, if you are a person that this is new to you, definitely research it. Don't just listen to what other people think or what you think this idea of it is like, look into it, like actually do some research, look at the crop itself, look at different strains, look, there's so many different kinds. It's actually kind of insane how much this is cultivated in general. And there's so many products you can use. We just need the federal government to decriminalize it. Like it yeah. doesn't have to legalize at the federal level, just decriminalize. Don't make it illegal anymore because the problem that exists in this industry right now is there's a lot of money, but the banks don't get involved because there's too much risk for the bank itself to get involved. So you can't, for example, you can't buy, you can't go to a dispensary and use a credit card. That's really whack. You got to bring cash. Everything's cash business and that's fine. Cash. But now you're talking about if it's going to be an industry that like supports lots of different types of careers and jobs mm-hmm. you got to really open it up and and decriminalize it from the federal level and that's the next step and if we can decriminalize this from a federal level if if the current administration can get on that that would be really helpful for the ability to kind of fund public schools yeah. i think the school funding is one of the biggest things like agreed Agreed. School there's a, funding. There's a, not enough money. And the, the, it's got to be done right where you don't take away their existing budget. It's got to be supplemental. Usually what these a-holes in government do is they'll be like, oh, so we're making, let's say it's $10 million budget, right? Oh, we made $3 million from this. So now we don't need to get $3 million that we're already giving yeah. it from the other tax money. No, it should be $13 million then, right? Like Honestly, it should go up. I'll be honest with you. I would say this is my opinion because, you know, we like Wu-Tang. We for the kids. I feel like at least 80% of the profits, like the taxed profits, should go to schools, public schools, any schools. Because we know that all schools are heavily understaffed, heavily like needing of repairs, uh, books. And number one would be the food for the children. Um, we know that most children get their meals infused food for the children. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm saying we know that most children in New York city get their meals from public schools. And we've no, been I seeing know, this I with know, COVID. And now that people have become an unemployed, I mean, like I said, this is but also such a teachers big, are under teachers are underpaid. Teacher underpaid and then you could hire facilities more facilities are terrible. Hire more teachers. You'll could get you could get more fit, like better uh ac- like just accommodating classes, classrooms, better technology. As you guys more know, right social now, workers to so be much. an after school programs to help bro because you could bring back the arts. That, that's the difference between you know getting involved with something you shouldn't be getting involved with or not, right? Is just Having yeah. the availability of programs for you that, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times these after school activities cost money too. So if they can be right. provided at at a significant discount or free, like the way it should be for, for yeah. kids, then you're going to have a lot less, you know, uh, it'll, it'll drive down crime rates. The fact that there's it's not an illegal business will drive down crime rates. I think in overall, the uh, whole thing t- is just better. 
But even on top of that, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, think about the bees, like the starter point. We are building a better society because we are teaching our youth they're worth more and they're actually getting the needed education and the teachers are getting the needed support. So we are building our society. Our, our generation tend to be, we had all the arts programs and then they took that out and look what happened. Everyone got fucking depressed. And I'm not saying that's a complete correlation. Oh, wait, they did? I didn't even know. Yeah, they did. In public schools, yeah. I, I remember having, like, talking to other people that you have to pay for this. Like, think about how much education affects our society and we, we build better people. Our children need to be smarter than us, you know, and need to have these advances. We are in a technological advanced society, and yet we can't get Wi-Fi for teachers teaching online. It shouldn't have taken COVID for us to realize that we had all these problems. We fucking knew. If you are just a normal, logical person without even children, understanding like schools, whether we pu- especially public schools, New York City public schools are so underfunded, you know, and having childcare, like, you know, after school programs, think about all the social skills that you're going to build in these children, how much education are going to be built in these children, how our children are going to learn their self-worth, their self-love, like understanding a lot more, you know, getting their meals, getting nourished, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, putting these programs in teaching children how to meditate or teaching children that their artistic uh, abilities and teaching them. I learned music more so from public school and I'm not, I'm a public school uh, product. And I think that, you know, I'm grateful for it, but there was a lot of things that I definitely understanding as an adult, we could definitely use better in society and not to sound like completely take over the idea, but having the money for marijuana impact us in such a positive way i just see like we need to stop thinking thinking of everything in negative terms that there's always positives and 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 but the the government and people in power decide to do these negligible things like criminalizing marijuana had it had we had a society that things were moving in a better form it's not just governments like people too people in general people wanted like and i think a lot of that has to do with stigmatization and um not actually following science, which is a problem I see that's huge. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a science. And on, 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 and just like, you know, if white hippies couldn't get marijuana legal, like they actually got it criminalized in the 70s, and this is the aftermath. It took so many fucking years to get to this point. Um, I'm hoping that we as a people push so hard on this that everything becomes you advertise from this, get new jobs, educate the, all these things that we're talking about, these domino effects that will really change our society. Like you want a better life. You want you like you look back and you're like, what the fuck do we have? Like if you haven't in this pandemic really focused on what you want to like, like just think about shit, like just that in itself, like something you'd want to improve, something you want to change with, if not even in you, just in society, dude, you're doing like, think about it. Just, just, just that in itself. I agree. So with that, I just want to say my my ending statement is that marijuana saves lives and the bees and the children and the children and the Wu-Tang. And the, well, I don't it wouldn't save the Wu-Tang. They, you know, well, Wu-Tang saved marijuana. ODB is dead. But, uh, you know, that's because he was alcohol. Yo. So see, and, that's, coke, and cocaine. And it wasn't even it wasn't it wasn't even Mary Jane. It was other well, attributes. Yeah, well, that are no, already nobody dies from Mary Jane. No, it's the healing. Of the nation. <laughs> Kumbaya moment. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, I mean, we didn't talk about Wanda Vision. We didn't talk about Falcon. Other than or the Godzilla. fact that all of them probably smoke weed. and Or Godzilla. But maybe now that we can, we're finding time to come back, maybe we can 
you know, we did. So one little thing that people might not know just before we end this is this podcast was done during the day. And problem is usually we've historically because of work and stuff, we haven't been able to do that. And now we have a little bit of opportunity where we can find free time at like lunch break or something like, hey, we're already home. Let me just pop out an hour of my lunch break by podcasting. So hopefully we'll be starting giving you more content and maybe we'll talk about Falcon next time and Godzilla next time we get together. And uh, Patty, nice talking yeah, to you and as always. As always, it was fun trying this, the new, uh, the new, the new way, the new upgraded version of seeing you. So we don't really talk over each other. Actually, this has been super helpful. Yeah. it has. And, and it's always nice to catch up. I miss you. Yeah. Ditto. Well, I'll see you soon. Hopefully we can hang out soon. I'm vaccinated. So. Oh, gotcha. Peace out, buddy.